Welcome to TechCast with Jake. I am your host, Jake Nonamaker. Today I wanted to talk about video games and families. Just to give you a little history, uh, I grew up in the early 1980s. I came of age when Intellivision came out, and that was my game of choice. Uh, There was also, I had friends that had the Atari 2600, also known as the VCS, and I also uh, spent a lot of time inside the arcade at the mall and at the local liquor store playing video games like uh, Donkey Kong, Defender, Stargate. A friend of mine also got an Apple II, and we spent a lot of time uh, playing Load Runner, Aztec, and a lot of the Apple II games, having a great time. And I enjoy playing video games to this day. I like playing Minecraft or Halo on the Xbox with the kids. It's a lot of fun, and they enjoy it too. The other day I was having lunch with a couple of dads, Dan and Brad, and we each have kids uh, between the ages of 8 and 18. And we were talking about the impact of video games in our family. And we kind of came to the conclusion that video games are a lot different than they were back in our day. You know, video games have incredible graphics, and it's almost too good of graphics. Very realistic. They're a lot of fun, a lot of action, uh, explosions. You can be in any kind of environment, you know, rescuing people or battling aliens or battling, uh, you know, an, an enemy of some kind. And I think to a lot of kids that kind of excitement is better than reality. You know, it's a lot more fun for some kids to be playing video games than to be out playing baseball or taking a hike out in you know the sunshine. You know, you may get sweaty, you may get hot and get to exert yourself. And some kids just prefer to sit around and play video games. And that's like our concern of when I was having lunch with these dads is that the kids if loud would play video games from dawn till midnight or later. You know, and we also came to the conclusion that there's only so many hours in a day. And when the kids are playing video games, it's taken away from other things, such as playing sports or learning a musical instrument or just exploring the world around them. You know, it takes time away from reading. And the other concern we have is that the kids playing video games uh, they're picking up the values of other people, you know, that may not necessarily coincide with the values of our family. Now, when I say video games, uh, I'm actually using that as sort of a generic term because that encompasses also things like, uh, you know, YouTube or Twitch. Because nowadays, kids can play uh, video games on a console, on a, on a computer. They can play it on a tablet or a handheld like a DS. Or they can spend time on the computer watching a channel like twitch.com, which is video games, videos a video of other people playing video games. Now, this is a you know big thing with kids that you know mom and dad take away the video games, the consoles, they can just jump on the computer and they can watch other people playing video games, which in my mind is the same thing. There's no difference. You know, you're, the, the child is still being impacted by the video game playing and spending time, idle time, you know, watching somebody else play a video game. You know, there's, there's no difference in that. Also, YouTube has all kinds of videos of, you know, um, kids playing, uh, or you know, I say kids, it could be young adults, um, in their 20s or 30s 
playing video games and and a lot of those YouTube videos, you know, these older kids are cussing, you know, they're making references to drugs or drinking, you know, and so that's that's a very very big concern about um you know, uh, for uh, in our family, that our kids are watching that, uh, watching that going on and picking up those values. So that's that's a big concern. So I wanted to share with you what we do in our family, as far as uh, video games and online media and YouTube and Twitch and these videos and things like that. So one thing my wife and I do is that we sit down and we watch the videos with our kids and we play the video games so that and we listen to their music so we know what they're consuming you know what messages are they receiving in these video games <clears throat> you know and so you know we stay and stay up to speed with in that regard and i think that's really important because you you know we have a tendency to as as a, as parents to just let the kids go off and do their own thing and we really don't know what they're doing. And with with the advent of tablets and DSs, they can, uh, you know, be in their own world. And we can't see what they're doing on their screen. So it's important for us as parents, you know, my wife and I, to sit down and play these games with the kids and, and uh, see what they're doing and what they're consuming on a media level. And also they enjoy it. They actually enjoy showing us. And, you know, we, we have an opportunity to talk to them about it, about why some videos are not appropriate when the YouTuber is talking about drugs or alcohol and you know, why we feel that that's inappropriate for a 10-year-old, for instance. And we also get to um, see, you know, if the video games that they're playing are violent, are they, do they have gore, are they shooting aliens, are they shooting people? You know, and, and that's something that we also discuss is the age appropriateness of video games. So whenever my uh, child brings... A video game to me or ask if he can play a video game, the first thing I do is I look it up on commonsensemedia.org. It's a website for parents, actually for families in general, and it has descriptions and reviews of video games and movies and tells uh, you know it tells you what to expect. Uh, what's in that video game? Is there uh, consumerism is there drug use is there sexuality is there cussing you know that sort of thing so it's a really good resource that's commonsensemedia.org uh, so we review that and see what other parents are saying about it see what other kids say about it about what is the appropriate age for that video game or that movie so we'll make a judgment based on that um, you know we definitely don't let our kids play like M-rated movies, and my kids are 10 and 13, M is like 17 and up, so we don't allow them to play, um, you know, mature games. So we really try to pay attention to those uh, ratings, the ESRB rating for the video games, so that we know if it's an age-appropriate video game for them. So the other thing we do is uh, we don't allow screens in uh, the bedrooms of our kids. Like, we don't let them have a computer, Uh, we don't let them have a tablet in the computer in their rooms unless they're reading like in a with a kindle for instance or maybe they're using the ipad but we really try to limit the tablet use in their uh, bedrooms we'd rather have them down in the family room for instance of reading rather than being in their room doing who knows what so also with videos you know we have uh youtube connected to our tv 
So we can watch, we can, they watch YouTube videos on the family TV so we can see what they're doing. You know, the thing about the tablets, as I was saying, is that once they get their tablet, we really have no idea what they're doing. Or their phone, if they have a smartphone. You know, we don't know what they're doing, what they're, what they're playing. Are they playing videos? Are they listening to music? You know, who knows? So we really tried to limit that and try to have them, uh, if they're watching videos, play that on the on the screen, on uh, our TV, or on a computer screen that we can look over their shoulder. Like we keep our uh, computers in a common area where we can keep an eye on what they're doing. Um, we also um, collect the uh, devices, any devices before bedtime. So we uh, make sure that they are putting those on our nightstand every night so the kids know to bring them into the parents' room and leave them on our nightstand so we can keep an eye on them, make sure that they're not spending all this time, uh, you know, we uh, playing games or watching videos to the wee hours of the morning. You know, we've actually caught uh, one of our kids doing that. You know, he was going to bed at one o'clock in the morning on a school night, and we were wondering why is he um, do why is he waking up tired, like completely exhausted? Well, the reason was he was only getting five or six hours of sleep, so he uh, got video games taken away for a couple of weeks uh, when we when we discovered that. Uh, we also uh, limit how much time the kids could play. Well, firstly, we, we actually have uh, a rule that says you're not allowed to play video games or watch TV or any videos or anything uh, unless your homework is done, the chores are complete, and you spend a half hour to 45 minutes reading a book. Uh, only then are they allowed to play uh, video games. And we follow the American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines, which says that the children should only have between one to two hours a day of screen time. That's comp- that's total screen time. That's video games, that's television, um, tablets, anything like that. So one to two hours. Younger kids, one hour. Um, older kids can have up to two hours, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics. So uh, in our family, we uh, are you know, we have a one hour limit during the week and two hours on the weekends. And that's only if they get their homework done, their chores done, and do some reading. We also don't allow any kind of video games or videos that have cussing or drug references or alcohol references. So those are um, banned. And it's kind of nice to have the kids come up and say, you know, I I don't watch this video because this guy cusses a lot or he talks about smoking pot. You know, and it does happen. I mean, you've watched these YouTube videos. It's actually kind of shocking that any kid... With a YouTube account, or I don't have to have a YouTube account, but any kid with uh, of any age with access to YouTube can go watch these these videos and see what these teenagers are talking about smoking pot and drinking and cussing and it's you know it's uh, there's no limitation uh, except for what we as parents put on them. So the other thing we do is what we have um, blocking software on the computers. Uh, we we use. Um, Microsoft as all our computers are Microsoft Windows 10. So we have uh, on the kids' computers, you know, there's some uh, parental controls in Windows 10 that allows us to limit what websites they're going to, how much time they're spending on the computer, you know, hours that they are uh, that they are spending, like a you know time window, for instance, like we. You know, don't allow the computers on. Um, they they get blocked after eight thirty at night during school days, for instance. 
So we can adjust that. And that's part of the Microsoft family program, which is uh, part of Windows 10 and integrated with um, a website, uh, Microsoft website. And I'll put a link on that in the show notes. So we also put restrictions on the smartphones so that the kids cannot put, um, I should say smartphones and tablets because we are using Apple iPads and Apple iPhones and we put limits on what they can install. And there's also some restrictions on that. So you, so if you go to uh, the iOS on an Apple iPhone or iPad, go to the settings, there's a restrictions area where you can put in a PIN number and then you could limit if the kids can install applications, if they, uh, what, mo- what uh, movies they can watch, um, you know, uh, age-rated movies. You know, so you can say, okay, you know, this child's not allowed to, to watch PG-13, anything other than you know, PG-13 and, and safer. Uh, we can limit, uh, like I, I'll limit what applications they install. So I don't let them install whatever applications that they, that they want. I actually put a restriction on there so they can't install any applications. So if they want to install applications, they have to ask me, you know, come to me with the phone. Or we're actually part of the uh, Apple family system where you know we designate the kids as you know their their tablet and their iPhone as belonging to the kids, so they can request send me a request through Apple iTunes Store for uh, if they want to have an application installed, and I could either deny that or talk to them more about it or allow that. So that's a kind of a nifty feature with Apple iOS, uh, uh, Apple iOS for their iPhones and and tablets. And the uh, the other thing we do is that we keep the kids busy doing other things. You know, with we have them enrolled in sports and in scouts, so they're out playing sport uh, at least one sport all the time. And then scouts is year round, so our kids play tennis, and sometimes they'll play soccer or flag football. And then uh, you know between that and sports, you know they're they're pretty busy. So we have them being active, and we also encourage them to go outside and play. You know, play in the backyard, play on the trampoline, play in the neighborhood, and uh, so between all that, there's actually not a lot of lot of time uh, for them to play video games or watch TV. So, I think I, I think that it is. Um, you know, it's, I'll be honest; it's still a struggle. It's still a struggle because the kids want to play video games all the time. So we do have to, as parents, we have to put those barriers up and find other things for them to do. And one of the things I found uh, with myself is that I was uh, kind of, you know, I found that they, that while they were distracted playing video games, that gave me time to spend reading news articles on the internet or catching up on my social media, things like that. So I kind of was looking at my, reflecting on myself, how much time was I spending uh, on the computer and in front of a screen. And when I, I realized that when I was doing that, um, spending time on the computer or on my tablet, I was not interacting with the kids. So I've really made an effort to scale back how much time that I'm spending in front of a screen so that I can do things with the kids, you know, go outside and play, throw the ball around, you know, things like that. You know, um, so, you know, games aren't all bad. You know, I started, um, you know, with the Intellivision and Apple II and eventually uh, developed a love of technology and it led to a career and uh, in computers and I started a business and I grew that and that's our primary means of income is having um, Axicom, my consulting and tech support company. 
And so, you know, it kind of led to good things. So, you know, games aren't all bad. That's good for recreation. But as parents, I think we need to be very vigilant about what we're, what the kids are watching and how much time they're spending on it. And, you know, just like anything else being a parent, you got to have rules and you have to enforce the rules. So it could be tedious, but I think in the end, the kids will benefit by not being overexposed to video games and media and screen time and things like that. So that's about it. I appreciate you listening to uh, TechCast with Jake. And as usual, you could follow me on Twitter at JakeNonamaker. Or you can email me if you have any questions, jake at axicom.net. And please subscribe to the show and review it on iTunes. And thank you very much for listening.